Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And that's Dennis Halnan. He's one of the uh, employee owners at Tab. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Get online, please. 860-522-9842, and we will do our best to help you out with those issues. And also coming up at 10.05, we're expecting, um, uh, what was her name? Tatiana Jordan. She is a chief parental officer over at Bark.us, and uh, they have a technology and a, an approach for parents to try to do what they can to protect their kids from online, <laughs> period, <laughs> to protect them. So she'll be coming on and talking about her uh, technology that you guys should consider because we had we've had callers and, and even clients saying, "Hey, what do I do? How do I yeah. protect my kids? There's so much awful stuff on the online, and True. yes, there is. Uh, and so they'll be coming in and talking about that. So we have our, uh, our our typical approach here. We've got some news items for you. Ooh, <laughs> and what have you, we got this time? We'll talk about what we talked about a little bit last week. Uh, last week. America's second largest nonprofit hospital network was was hit by a ransomware attack. And uh, basically, there's more news on this. Oh. It's called Advanced. That's the cloudy host that hosts thousands of these medical systems for third parties. Okay. Advanced. And there's an article out there by our favorite um, blog out there, tech blog, The Register, updating how the bad guys got in. Well, let's hear it. Well, the bad guys, the point of access or entry point was gained via advanced networks using a legitimate third-party credential to oh. set up a remote desktop session in the staff plan, which I guess has to do with their uh, medical software's Citrix server. A Citrix server, basically the cloud is either a bunch of Citrix servers or a bunch of terminal servers or some other type of host server, somebody else's servers, that then allows your software to work in the cloud remotely. And these companies house the data, host the data, and the bad guys got in via the Citrix server designed to manage those systems. And the Citrix server is the thing on which all the other servers that host the software sit. Exactly. So they are taking over the whole house, essentially. During the initial logon session, the attacker moved laterally in advanced health care environment. Uh, escalated oh. the privileges, of course. So they logged in as whatever the third-party credentials were and then mm -hmm. hacked their way up to being admins uh, of some level and mm -hmm. con conducted reconnaissance and deployed encryption malware. Immediately prior to encrypting the systems, the threat actor copied and exfiltrated 
data. Oh, of course. So again, this comes back down to you, you you have minded your own business. Somebody told you to go to the cloud. It's the way to go. Mm-hmm. And fine. You were at the cocktail party. You had the you had the Chardonnay <laughs> and the cheese. And they said, hey, what about that cloud? So you're there and you're like, yeah, yeah, I should do that. I should do that. So here's the thing, right? So I've got I've given you examples of when Electa was hit, which was that cancer software that cancer doctors yeah. use. Yale uses it and other other major companies use it. Electa's cloud got ransomed. Right. And we have cancer doctors whose cybersecurity insurance went up so much, even though it wasn't their fault. It was mm-hmm. Electa's fault that, this, that these doctors can't even afford the cyber insurance anymore because oh. of the hack that happened on their cloud provider system. How does that make any sense? Uh, I I can't. I can't fathom it. I right. mean, it it's it's insane. I mean, how do you not want control of your business? Of your business. That's out of your control when you chuck it in the cloud. So here's the thing. Now you ask yourself, how did the third party actor access a just Citrix server and, and log in uh, so easily? Might they have been missing something, Dennis? I think they were missing something that you and I love to talk about multi factor authentication. Right. Multi factor, two factor. A second, a second aspect of your credentialing that when you log in with your password, a, a thing you have in your hand pings and says, hey, is this you? Was this you? And you either tap an app and say, yes, it was me, or you put in a code. Now, if the, threat, if the bad guy didn't have that phone, like he, like he didn't actually mug the third party and take his phone and say, okay, please tap on this app, you know, then you get him in. No, he didn't have that. There was no, no two-factor access. There's no two-factor turned on, obviously. Right. In the year 2022. <laughs> for a company and again, again this is the house that you have put your entire business into, the entire operation. Right. And sitting on this. And somehow you thought you weren't responsible. You are. You are responsible for having other people's data exfiltrated. So you put your medical data out there. I'm a patient. You're the... You're the hospital system that's paying advanced to run your software. Right, and it's I'm not, not suing cheap. advanced. I'm suing you. Mm-hmm. You're the one that chose those guys. You're the one that put the software out there. You're the one that, quote, unquote, trusted. And so, again, people think they, that when you put it in the cloud, you're, you're obfuscated of your responsibilities. No, 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 no. You just don't know what those guys are doing, and you're hoping and praying they're doing it right. Right. So uh, we'll put the link up there for you. You can read it yourself. Um, and it's just, again— the cloud is just other people's servers. Right. That's it. Right. And the key word there is other people's. Right. It's not your own server in your own building, right. in your own custody, with your own backups, all that. Right. You, it's you, somewhere you've said, else. You said to yourself, I don't want to do all that. I'll put that in, in somebody else's hands and I'll be okay. Oh, until you're not. So understand that that's how the cloud works, just somebody else's service. Not that we're saying you can't use the cloud, but understand well, that you got to back up your cloud, double check your cloud, secure your cloud. Who's auditing this cloud? How how do they allow no, the, the fact that two-factor wasn't even running for you to be able to set up a, a Citrix user account? How does that even happen on a right. system this big? Right. Well, because we know how the sausage is made. That's how it's happened. <laughs> um, that's true. So in other news, uh, what else you got going, Dennis? Well, I've got a uh, particular problem with Windows, and this this also <laughs> deals with the matter of trust, but yeah. in a completely different way than we're discussing. Okay. Okay. Now, a couple weeks ago, I noticed some stories coming out about how uh, ransomware attacks were being carried out using a known vulnerable driver mm-hmm. yes. that the malware guys would drop on a computer and then they would use that to build 
uh, a foothold into the computer and then run their stuff. You brought it up last week. We right. don't know what the driver was. They didn't tell you which. Well, it, could it was have been a an Dell audio, driver. A Dell driver, but it could have been a. Uh, an audio driver, it could have been a video driver, it could have been a network driver, it could have been a COM port driver, it could have been any a USB port driver. We don't know what kind of driver it was. Right. It was just the this DOL file that they used. Right. Now, the interesting part is yeah. back in March, mm-hmm. Microsoft had trumpeted the fact yes, we like trumpets. that they are updating Windows so as to block known vulnerable drivers. Oh, what a great feature that would okay? be. Okay, and I I just did it this morning. I went back and looked at news stories from yeah. March yep. saying that they have this feature. Great feature. And every single month, would Windows... Be handy. Every single month, Windows gets updated with a new block list. Of the bad guys. For these bad drivers. Not for the bad guys, the but bad drivers, the drivers that enough. the bad guys use. Fair okay. Enough. Yep. Now, uh, Dan Gooden over at Ars Technica... Mm-hmm. Uh, did a story this week that is very, very troubling. Yeah. It turns out that Microsoft was not releasing this new block list information into Windows every month. Gotcha. So it wasn't doing the thing that it they said they were doing. It wasn't doing what it was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. That's why this particular ransomware attack worked. Of course. Because Windows wasn't updated to block this driver that Microsoft knew was vulnerable yep. and had put into the block list never, to be blocked. But never applied. And it never got applied to Windows computers. Thanks, Microsoft. And uh, Dan followed up with Microsoft on it, mm-hmm. and he couldn't really get a very good answer as to why it didn't work, nor can he even get an answer as to what they're going to do about it. Okay. Well, that sounds about right. And... <laughs> Uh, I mean, he characterizes their responses as a brush off. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. We'll put a link to the article. Feel free to read it. And this is, again, this is the business that we're in. It's frustrating. You know, just imagine if your refrigerator had some sort of fault like this where every time you put in the cottage cheese, it would explode. Uh, (laughs) You know, you don't know why it doesn't like cottage cheese, but it just doesn't. And next next week, it won't like the yogurt. Um, That's literally the business we're in. Whereas when we started in this business, it was logical. Right. It either worked or it didn't, and you followed the logic and you got it to work. Right. This kind of stuff is ridiculous. You know the bad software is in there and you don't stop it. Well, not only they know it's there, but they've even set up a mechanism to stop it. To stop it. And they still don't but stop it. But they don't flip the switch on the mechanism to get it out to the computers. Ah, uh, fli- switch flipping. Oh, man. Regan, Brian Regan has a great bit on f- switch flipping. Oh. Wait, you know what, Carolyn? You got to find that bit. We got to play that today. Switch flipping. <laughs> Brian Regan. Can you see the switch? Can you flip it now? Um, so it's crazy over there when it comes to Microsoft. That's typical. Uh, we're going to step out for a quick break. Feel free to get online. 860-522-9842 is the number. We're also on the old Facebooks. If you want to follow us over at Zuckerberg's Facebook page, over at WTIC's Facebook page. And if you follow us and you like us and comment and what have you, Zuckerberg might deem our little broadcast worthy. So check it out. And everything that's talked about today will be posted by Dennis onto the onto our website at computertalkwithtab.com. And Mike G will post everything to Facebook and Twitter and all that fun stuff. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We are live, and we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online on this lovely Saturday morning. Uh, the balloons are up in the air. Beautiful... Foliage, I understand, but I've got a couple of pasty white computer geeks here to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. <laughs> 860-522-9842 is the number. Three lines open. Let's go to Jack first. 
What's happening there, Jack, South Windsor? Hi, good morning, guys. Morning. I have an HP printer that uh, I got a little notice uh, come across my PC uh, that said uh, no longer connected. And I have tried everything that HP says. I went on the Internet, and I think I went through everybody on uh, YouTube. I cannot make this thing connect. Huh. Uh, Just quit, it, huh? Uh I even hooked it uh, USB to USB. Mm-hmm. I cannot make the thing connect. Okay, so how is it connected now? Uh, wirelessly. Okay, yep. All right, it's yeah. a wireless issue. Uh, what's the IP address of the printer? Do you know? Um, All right, uh, that's that's the key here, bud. <laughs> <laughs> there, there should be a way on the panel to get that information. Yeah. So wirelessly, it happens a lot with wireless printers is that they get a new IP address and the driver is looking for that printer at an old IP address. All right. And what you need to do is tell the the printer driver where your printer is. It doesn't know. You can always... How do I identify the IP address? So you're going to go into your panel, your main panel of your printer. Um, There should be settings. There might be network settings and you might be able to just print out the configuration. Yeah. It's usually possible to print a, a configuration. And the thing is, though, to print out the IP address that is showing up now is all well and good. It might be 192.168.1.48, right? That might be what it is. But guess what? You have a little power blip, and tomorrow it's 192.168.1.25. It's going to get a new IP address. So what you need to do is after you print out the, um, the configuration is choose an IP address that you want the printer to have and set it. You have to configure the printer's static IP address. All right? That's... On, on the printer set, there's a screen. Yep, yep. And there are some things on there that say that they were set and locked. Mm-hmm. And I can't get, I was the one that probably did it. I mean, it's still under warranty. Yeah. So it isn't that old. Yeah. And I have no documentation as, as what that might be. And these things are locked, so I can't get at them. Hmm. Wow. That's weird. Uh, the control panel is locked on the printer? Hmm. Not the whole control panel, just hmm. certain aspects of it. Okay. You secured that, that, that sucker good there, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want anybody messing with it. Um, yeah, well, that's, that's what, wonderful. What is the... In the past, yeah. what I've been able to do is shut everything off, mm-hmm. and then I would turn on the, the router, Yeah. and I, I unplugged everything. And I, I plugged in the router, turned it, that on, yeah. and then... Plug in the the printer. Yep. Turn it on, mm-hmm. and turn on the PC. And and you said a little prayer. Work. You said a little prayer. And then it then you turn. Yeah. Plug and pray. Um, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> Somehow I'm not praying to the right gods. Yeah. <laughs> so your firewall hands out IP addresses to all your devices on your network. All right. That that router you talked about. That's your DHCP server normally. It's handing out IP addresses to all the devices, your, your smart light bulbs, your, your streaming devices, anything yeah, on your network. It, it, it works on everything else, in other words, you know, my PC. Yep. Uh, Printing is more specific. TV. Yeah. Printing is like a, it's a it's, pain in the it's butt. It's very specific. It's one thing talking to one other thing. Right. And it's got, the numbers have to line up. 
So there's sometimes there's there's um, and Dennis, you probably know this. Uh, there's there's utilities out there that'll help with this issue that have made it easier for novices to redo this. Right? Doesn't HP have a tool that'll help them refine the printer? Well, yeah, it's called the Print and File. Uh, I mean, uh, Print and Scan Doctor. Okay. Now you can download that. Yeah. You used it. It didn't work. Okay. Oh. All right. I'm looking at the screen right now, and it's like in wireless settings. And the wireless, there's like an on button. Uh huh. It's 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 not lighted up. Well, that's bad news. So you're not why you're not you're not on the network then. And then looking at uh, wireless uh, setup wizard, that's locked. (laughs) A Wi-Fi protected setup, that's locked. My goodness. What is the model of that printer? It's a 6978. Because we're going to get to the point where we're going to have it defaulted is what we're going to have you do, I think. Yes. Yeah. That's what I would do at this point. So we're going to go find the manual for the 6972. We're going to RTFM the manual, read the flipping manual. We're going to find out how we can default that printer so you can start over again, Jack. I would love it. Yep. I would love it. All right. So we're going to do that during the break here at the news. Um, But there's some other work you may have to do so that this doesn't happen again because you don't want to keep defaulting your printer every time your firewall reboots. So we're going to put you back on hold, and uh, Morgan's going to do some news, and then we'll get back to you, okay? Okay, I'm going to turn the radio back on again. Sounds good. All right, so we're going to find Jack's manual, and we're going to be here until 11 o'clock to help you guys out. Feel free to get online. 860-522-9842 is the number. No matter where you're calling, as long as you have a a cell phone that doesn't give you any kind of long-distance charges, we'll take you from everywhere. And we're also on the Facebook page over at WTIC's Facebook page. We'll be right back. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. Feel free to get online. There's uh, three lines open for you. 860-522-9842 is the number. But we're working with Jack, and he's got a a printer he's secured very well. You there, Jack? Yep, I am. All right. He, he secured his printer so well, he can't change the configurations, and he can't find it anymore. Right? <laughs> 
So I'm going to give you over to Dennis because we found the manual and we did some reading. Go ahead, Dennis. Yeah. All right. I'm going to just read this from the manual. I have no way to, I have no other frame of reference to tell you how to do it, but there's only a few steps. All right. Now on the printer control panel, you're going to touch or swipe down the tab at the top of the screen to open the dashboard and then touch setup, which looks like a little gear. Yep. Touch printer maintenance. Hang on a second. I can do it right here because I'm standing next to it. Yeah. Good. That's what we figured. Yeah. We want to hear your eureka after we <laughs> fix your problem. <laughs> we live for this as geeks. That's all we live for. Okay. So I get to the network setup. Yep. Uh, right. No, you don't want to go into network setup. Oh. I've got to go. Okay. What you want to do, what you want to just get into setup. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then you're going to touch printer maintenance. Yep. Touch restore. I'm sorry, say again. Touch restore. Do you see? Uh, that is not available. All right. What options are available? Uh, clean smear. Uh, a line printhead, clean printhead. My goodness, this thing is locked out. So, uh, is it? A printer and restore uh, are not available. They're they're locked out for you. Yes. What did you do, Jack? You locked yourself out know, of your printer. My sins are coming back to haunt me for sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, so here's the thing. I don't want to spend too much time figuring out how to default no, this. Uh, however, however, did you figure out what IP address your printer is currently using? Because you can't even print the setups settings of your network printer. You can't even print that the network settings. Uh, I probably can. I, I haven't tried that. All right, go find, go to your network settings. Because we're going to figure out at least we want you to understand what an IP address is, so you understand what's going on here. We were hoping to default it, and Dennis is still looking around. Okay, I, I got the IP address. What is it? Five zero eight one four zero. E B uh, Edward Bat um, oh, that's five your, F and forty three. That's your IPv six IP address, I think. No, no? that's his Mac, Mac address. address. That's his Mac address. Okay. So that's not going to help. We need your IP address, not your Mac address. It says IP address and. Does it? It says IP address. See, that's why it feels little, like it's IPv six to me. Uh, it, it's it's a Mac, Mac address. address. Yeah. Something's really wrong there, Jack. I was expecting an IP address of 192.168.1.something. No, and this this has like a little, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, yellow uh, triangle over it. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, Something's really wrong. You you said well, that this is uh, under warranty. Uh, oh. A question. Yeah. If it's under warranty, can I take it someplace that works on these things and have it fixed under warranty? You think? Well, it's not really "quote unquote" broken. It's just misconfigured. Um, well, if it's under warranty, you may be able to call HP Tech Support, and they may be able to help you do what we're trying to help you do. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't want to hold you guys up because you got other well, people waiting, but I appreciate your your <clears throat> your help anyway. We've got the and we've also put the manual out there for you, Jack, over at computertalkwithtab.com, the specific manual for your specific printer. But your, okay. your goal is to change that IP address to something more real. When you get a chance, do IP config on your computer to see what your IP address is in a command prompt. Figure okay. out what your IP address is. Your printer should have a similar address except for the last 
the digits there. They should be its own address, not the same one as yours. That would be called an IP conflict if it was the same. I'm looking for the IP config. Yeah, you want to go to your command prompt, type CMD in the bottom left-hand corner of your screen, yep. get to a command prompt, and type in IP config. Yep, I'll do that. And you okay. see what you got for an IP address. That's, that's the kind of addresses you should be seeing. Um, okay. Not a MAC address. Something weird going on there, Jack. I'll say. Yeah, st- especially if the options that the manual says should be there are not. Right, they're locked out. Yeah. Figure out maybe in the manual how to unlock it. That might be your first step. Because we want you to restore. If you can get to the restore and restore yeah, it, I, that'll default yep. it, right, Dennis? Yep. Absolutely. So if you can figure out how to unlock it with the manual, then try to run the restore. I mean, okay. HP support should be able to help you that faster than we seem to be able to. Thanks, guys. All right, you're welcome. Yep. I was really hoping for that Eureka, though. <laughs> so was I. Yeah. Um, <laughs> feel free to get online, 860-522-9842. As we wait for your calls, though, uh, you know, what's his name? Um, what's his name? Dennis right here talked about Microsoft not flipping a switch to turn on their security. <laughs> and it instantly brought me to Brian Regan and switch flipping. You guys have got to hear this. It's just basically our life again as IT people. We're always flipping switches. And uh, this is just an end user trying to deal with switch flipping. Take a listen. Work, so I asked him, how does that work? Do we have to wait in our home for a few days for the phone people to come out? No, we do it differently now. We can just flip the switch from right here. Oh, great. Can you go ahead and flip it? We're going to flip it next Thursday. Can, can you flip it right now? We're going to flip it Thursday, late, or Friday, or sometime in November. Can you see it from where you're at? Can I come down and flip it? What do I know? I guess there's only one flip switcher, and he has a lot to get to. Assume they're tiny. Maybe they're big giant switches and they're really hard to flip. Man, he's never going to get to my house. I want to go down there and cheer him on. Go, switch flipper, go! Flip them switches! Flip them good, switch flipper! Get him right. You can't make it up. I mean, Brian Regan, he oh, does a yeah. great job. So uh, you guys had to hear that. That's our life, right? We're in the job of flipping switches. And uh, sometimes we feel the same way. As we're victims of the same issue. And, and you're here trying to figure out things uh, as an IT person or as a help desk person. And you're literally going to find the, the switch or the setting you're trying to flip to make things work. Um, you know, it's just the nature of our business. Let's try to take another call. We're going to go to David and Vernon next. Hey, David, what's up? Good morning. How are we? Yeah, doing fine. How are you? Excellent. So um, this event happened to me a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I think it was two weeks ago. You guys were on hiatus, so I couldn't speak to you. All right. At about 1 o'clock in the morning, I was on my tablet, and the screen went from the normal screen to – it's a Galaxy tablet. It's All right. Galaxy. It went from um, normal screen to – blue and then within five seconds it went to uh, yellow and then with five seconds it went to white and then it went black 
Okay. And it's been dead ever since? Yeah, and I bought another one because I couldn't get the thing going. Hmm, that's quite a marketing approach by Samsung. Um. <laughs> Granted, I mean, most of the stuff that I'm concerned about was on on the cloud, so I could I could just, once I got the new one running and started the whole process, and so I didn't lose anything, quote-unquote. Right, because you resynced your account and re-updated all that. That makes sense. But we're trying to figure out why your screen went out. Is it under warranty still? I don't think so. Clearly, it could have just been a failed screen then. It might have been. Or For a three, four, five hundred dollar item. I mean, and it was three or four years old. What are you going to do? It feels that way, right, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> I feel that way about uh, washing machines and dishwashers and everything we buy these days. Oh, that's going to last five years. Um, it shouldn't. It should last a little longer than that. So, so, is there anything that I can do to check this out and to find out if it's something salvageable? Well, we we see plenty of I'm seeing plenty of things on the internet talking about the tint a tinting of it, but not going from those colors to black. Um, once it goes to black, it's usually a bad sign. It's almost like it just died. Have you tried doing what Samsung calls a force restart? No. Okay. Um, I'm on one of their support pages, and I'm just going to read you the directions. Yeah. It's pretty simple. Uh, you press and hold the power key and the volume down key for 20 seconds. Yeah. That will do okay. the reset. All right. So I've tried that both, but maybe not for a total of 20, or, um, for a period of 20 seconds. Yeah. So 20 seconds, seconds sounds like a long time to me. And yeah. I certainly wouldn't be thinking of that unless I had read it. Yeah. You're going to force that reboot, a hard reset. If it works, you win. Otherwise, I think your screen died. Yeah. I agree. It, it may be that there's like a contact somewhere inside the tablet that just flaked out. Yeah. And that's why it changed colors on you rapidly and then it died. Yeah. Right. So, right. For, and being well, that I, age, don't spend any money on repairing. I don't think it's worth it. You've already got a new one. No, I agree. I agree. Um, the other thing I wanted to tell you is uh, I called uh, Go Net Speed because they've yeah. been touting that they're coming to the Vernon Rockville area. Yep, and they're and they're telling me they're going to be live before the end of the year. Wow, nice, very cool. So I, that's just a heads up. Sounds good. You're lucky. It's a great service, and you're, you're noticing. I know you're noticing this, and people are definitely noticing this. Even the cable companies now are offering 29 megabit internet services for 500 plus speeds magically. Isn't it nice well, to see that? Mm -hmm. I, in my area, there's Frontier, if you don't use a cable company, and they're pushing, pushing, pushing. And i got to tell you, their current DSL seems to be sucking, sucking, sucking. <laughs> DSL's not that good. <laughs> no. DSL's not good. No. But, you know, it's definitely great to see the competition. So good luck, David. I appreciate the update. Thanks, guys. All right, take it easy. See ya. Yep, bye-bye. All right, we're going to step out for a quick break. Get to your calls. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're here until 11 o'clock. Get online, 860-522-9842. And then we're expecting a guest from Bark.us to talk about how you can better secure your children's internet and their devices, um, which is really, really difficult these days and uh, more necessary than ever. So let's get to your calls, though. We're going to Bruno first in Marlboro. What's happening, Bruno? Hey, good morning, guys. Morning. I uh, really love your show. Thank you. Uh, so I have uh, one observation I know in the last 
few weeks, you've been talking about uh, T-Mobile Home Internet. Yeah, lots of callers about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, so I uh, I tried it in the spring with the prospect of, you know, $50 a month for the lifetime of the service, uh, you know, compared to what Comcast charges, uh, just, you know, just for home Internet. And unfortunately, my experience, uh, we live in Marlboro in a, a section of the town called Jones Hollow, so we're in a little bit of a valley. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, our, our uh, Internet, you know, I got the gateway shipped to me. Yep. And it out and I was getting one or two bars out of five oh. uh, called them up they tried to you know tried to uh, work through it with me and it just wasn't working so I said let's send you another one and they did send the second one mm-hmm. same issue and you can you can just guess uh, if you're basing your TV watching or internet usage and you're only getting one or two bars it it uh, just unfortunately didn't work out for us yeah and that can be the case when you chat, when you go on their on their system, they actually allow you to kind of chat with them a little bit further. To, they're going to ask you what you're going to use the internet for. They're going to then try to check more specifically about where you are in relation to the towers. From my experience, because I checked this out myself, and yeah. uh, if you talk about what you're going to be doing and, and what you know what they are seeing, they are supposed to try to head that stuff off at the pass before you end up getting two of these devices. To well, see if it works. sometimes the geography is just too tight for them to know. Mm, that's true. Um, you can be in a, you know, in a very, uh, well, in a very closed off valley mm-hmm. and they don't necessarily have the maps that would tell them that that coverage is just not very good yeah. in that spot. So you're out of luck there, Bruno. Have you checked other service providers or are they all using the same mast poles and stuff? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it was an issue years ago with uh, our cell phone usage, and, you know, the towers were near Route 2. Mm-hmm. We just didn't have uh, very good, uh, you know, reception at all until yeah. we w- were able to work off the Wi-Fi in the house, and that, that works well for our cell phones. Yeah, so, Wi-Fi yeah. calling. So you have to wait so for did, something else. Yeah, I did have a couple of questions. So okay, uh, sure. I, I use uh, Microsoft Outlook the mail client mm-hmm. and you know i'd like to you know use that i download all my email etc uh so what's been happening for a few months now is i i don't totally turn off my pc i'll put it to sleep you know for three or four nights and it seems like you know and then i just wake up in the morning the um after a few days it'll stop downloading the messages and the only way i can get it to start working again is to to close off Outlook, bring up Task Manager, and then I have to, you know, highlight the Outlook and end task. Dennis and has seen I this before. Out, yeah. So what's up, Dennis, with that? What what sometimes will happen is that there will be an extra Outlook task to get spawned, sometimes because of a scheduled item. Uh, it can be like a calendar event that oh, okay. gets displayed, the window gets displayed, even if you've closed it. Yeah. That task can still be running. And it interrupts the process. And it interrupts the rest of Outlook going to get mail. And I see it a lot with IMAP and POP connections. Mm-hmm. Not so much with Exchange. Right. So that you and I don't typically see that problem no. in the business world, but it does affect a lot of people with personal accounts. Uh, and the solution is to completely kill Outlook.exe. Yikes. Go into, when you go open up Task Manager, 
click on the okay. details tab, uh, which is over toward the right, and then look for any and all items that say Outlook.exe and close them. Only way around it, Bruno, based yep. on of how and it works. And then reopen Outlook, and it will go get your mail. So I have to do that just one time without take care of it? Uh, no, it'll, it'll happen it'll, again. It'll happen again later, unfortunately. The other habit okay. we maybe you want to get into is just bringing up your Outlook mail client when you're on the machine. It should download and load that stuff it. pretty fast. Yeah, and close it, too. Yeah, yeah. don't leave the Outlook open all the time. Because that's not a good all idea. All right. Uh, I should be... Shutting it down every night. Yeah, you shouldn't leave it. Matter of fact, you should log out of your computer every night. Yep, and shut it down. Click start, click the little head, and sign out. Okay. All right, we got to go, Bruno. All right, thank you very much for your help, guys. Our pleasure. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Stick around. We've got uh, Bark.us talking about securing your child on the internet. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.